0: Penalty after penalty after penalty. You talk about playing a clean game.
1: Well, this has not been a clean game. If the Eagles lose this game, they beat themselves. Eagles are five seconds away from going eight and one. What happened? Prescott, he steps up. He pops, he fires, It is caught, but he's tackled. Tackled a C.D. Lamb at the two-yard line, and the game is over, and the Eagles win. What a heavyweight fight we've witnessed. This is great football. It ain't me. It, it ain't, me. ain't <laughs> me. It ain't <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, lordy, lordy. It ain't Who is it? Me. It's Coach Out. No. High atop Belmar. We're at the uh, club diner today, remote. Having a blast. Standing room only crowd can hardly get in the front door. Have uh, my uh, son-in-law Perry, nice to have you, buddy. Welcome to Speaking of Sports Podcast.
2: Thank you. It's great to be
1: joining. Rumor yep. has it that you're a pretty loyal listener. Yes. Is that a rumor? Keep <laughs> it <laughs> No, it's accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Is Perry's yeah. mic okay? We got a mic check on Perry. yeah. And, of course, we got the WizKid back. So we have a full house today. And, Big Ray Bubba, we do think of you. We do miss you. And we're going to rock right into it. We had a spectacular Eagles game. No doubt about that. We're going to get there. Uh, And we had some uh, exciting college football. Uh, So we're going to start, because we're anxious to talk about the Eagles, and we'll bleed into that, but we're going to start with a crazy weekend in college football. Now, my son-in-law also happens to be, uh, let's call him the resident expert on all things Notre Dame. Uh, He's as good as anybody and as reliable as anybody I know on that subject matter. So we're going to start off with a a tough question coming right through the front door. I have described Notre Dame as winning brand. Many other people have said winning brand. Per, is that a lot of bull crap, or does winning brand stick to describe Notre Dame's culture now, nowadays?
2: Nowadays, uh, I would say no. Historically speaking, I think they're a winning brand, but if you're going to keep it relevant and say, look, at the past 20 to 30 years, I just don't think you can call them a winning brand recently.
1: Yeah, that's 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 honest and disappointing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much people get you, I, we're Notre Dame fans, get our hopes up for the big game, for yep. the higher State game, certainly the Clemson game.
2: Clemson, big time. Uh,
1: and why is it we just don't ever cash the ticket? What is it, man? What is it?
2: I don't know what it is, honestly. Uh, the talent's there. Um, they're always bringing in very solid recruiting classes, especially recently. They've had a, a a good run of bringing in top 10 recruiting classes. Um, but there always seems to be that one, maybe two games on the schedule that you're not expecting and they just blow it. And, um, preparation, fortunate
1: preparation.
2: I don't, um, it could be anything from preparation to in game, like coaching in game decision making and management. Um, it's tough. I don't know. It's, uh, are, but are it, you- it does seem to be a concerning pattern, though, because um, just looking back, um, there's been too many years where they've had a must-win game, so much buildup, and then they, they managed to lose it somehow.
1: Right. Now, I want to segue over to the Wiz here, who really vehemently uh, opposes, uh, pushes back on winning brand,
3: correct? Yeah, absolutely.
1: You got the mic, buddy. Run. Well,
3: I uh I grew up a Notre Dame fan. You no, know, I'm almost twenty eight now. Um I know better
1: now. <laughs> I, I shed tears
3: for this team. Ooh, um ouch. and it all turned for me my, oh, my dark day oh, God. Uh, in high school. I went to baseball practice that day. It was Notre Dame, Alabama. I don't
1: know this story. For
3: whatever the championship was back then. I know it wasn't the playoff. It was yeah. probably a huge it bowl game. It was the uh, 2012-13 National Championship. National Championship. He's today. like a human I knew footnote. it was the big one. I don't remember right. if, if it was the playoff format or just the huge bowl game. But I went there telling everyone. They said Bama's going to blow out Notre Dame. I said, absolutely not. Notre Dame's too good and um, it was it was nothing short than an, a massacre um, you know call it whatever the high school massacre for me and that day i realized i'm done i'm done with this team i'm done with this brand and it, and then all of a sudden the, everything started going bad now i can't even look at their uniforms i don't like them anymore it's just everything the taste went sour so yeah i don't i don't believe Notre Dame is a modern day winning brand they have a great history obviously a very legacy with a powerful alumni and some Good pros over the years, yeah. But uh, it seems like too often we're sitting here, week eight, nine, seven, eight, nine in the college season, going, who's coming in next year to help us out because this season's over. And I think that's where we're we're at again this year. It's tough, but I've uh, I've joined the other side.
1: Nine and three team doesn't cut it. It doesn't. Culture there today. Yeah, I'll take it. And uh, before I get to Coach Al. Um, a tough question uh, for, for Perry. Uh, we debated this earlier in the season, and maybe I was just running way ahead of what should have been the opinion at the time. My opinion was, I think the coach is in over his head, and I was saying back after the Ohio State loss, after he had 10 men on the field, not once, but he opted to play the last down with 10 versus send the 11th guy out. And, that, and they ran right up the tackle hole for the touchdown. Correct, Al? Cause you don't miss yep. a damn thing like him. And that's when I said, uh-uh. When I hear the coach say, we did the wrong thing, because if you send the 11th guy out and he's your tackle – What could go wrong? The penalty? Well, you're already in that jam, so where's the downside of that, right? And
0: and he's probably using the word we because it was one of his assistants. Assistants, Yeah, 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 so so
1: we opted to play the game that may decide the Final Four. You're going to assume you're going to beat Clemson. We opted to play that game last two plays with 10 men instead of 11. That's when I said I wouldn't have this guy back. What do you do with the coach for next year, Per? I
2: personally would move on and find another coach to replace him. I don't think they're going to do that. Right, I think, um, I mean, this is his second full season because after after Kelly left for LSU, Freeman took over, went to that bowl game, and then they went right into the next full season. So right. it's only his second year. Um, I don't really like what I'm seeing so far because I agree. I think he's in over his head. I don't think his in-game management has been good at all. Um, I like him a lot. He's a very good recruiter. He's, he's a really good guy. Um, so it's nothing personal at all, but just looking at results, right. I just am not a fan of what I'm seeing. Okay. But I, I'll be a little surprised if they let go of them. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. That. The brass over there is not happy about a 9 and 3 season.
1: That's a perfect segue to coach out, uh, what do you got on that?
2: Is well, I'm just not, I'm yep. just
1: curious as large
0: of alumni situation they must have. How much pressure do you think Perry the alumni have in this and that Because years back I had a good friend of mine, lawyer, who was very faithful. He went there, a big contributor, and they did something out there that he didn't like and he just stopped contributing. So The point being, I guess, Notre Dame might have the most alumni or best alumni throughout the country, at a guess. Do you think they have any input talking to the president or this or that?
2: I think definitely, because they contribute so much money and influence into the program. And, um, you know, especially another thing I, I think the alums are looking at is there was so much buildup with bringing in Sam Hartman right, as a transfer right, right. quarterback. Savior. and got a yeah. quarterback now. And everything seemed to really be rolling for them before the season started. They had a pretty good start, yeah. won the first few games, but then um, you know you get to that Ohio State game and they lose in a brutal fashion, and then it just seems to trickle. You go and lose to Louisville when your season was still technically alive. Right. That's a killer. And then you go and you lose to Clemson, and so... Even with all this buildup and the, the the new quarterback coming in from Wake Forest and Sam Hartman, you still you still lose three games, and so I think the alums are probably furious about it. Um, so I, I think there'll there'll probably be a lot of conversations. I again, I don't know if they'll let him go, but um, I'm sure that there's going to be some heavy dialogue uh, once the season's done. So do you
0: think your alum? Uh Wonder why you can't get that quarterback that Ohio State seems to get most of the time, or Alabama? What do you think the reason is that they are not even that get it, not getting that quality of quarterback? And,
1: and speak to developing a quarterback. Maybe they get yeah. it sometimes and don't develop it.
2: I, I think um, I think that's that can be very true, Chuck, because they've had some really good quarterback recruits over the years, but they. They just never seem to have that guy who's, like, the Heisman. The yeah, they don't peak. Yeah. They don't yeah. peak. They stay mediocre. Like, right? they just don't seem to have that guy who has, like, just that, that killer instinct that's going to go out there and take a game over in, like, a huge spotlight type right, game. Right, right. And that's uh, – in, in today's game, you, you need that so bad. So, um, I, I don't I, – I, I think part of it could be the developing and the coaching for the quarterbacks. But then part of it, too, from a recruiting standpoint might be some of these recruits – based on their position, are going to look at what schools tend to produce the most NFL talent. So if you're a quarterback, you know, which programs seem to push quarterbacks consistently into the NFL? Like Notre Dame puts a lot of linemen into the NFL, offensive, defensive. They seem to always produce really good tight ends. Um, But quarterback, I mean, who are you really going to look at that's going to the NFL and has done much recently?
0: Oh, I can give you, you know, from my self-proclaimed wealth of worthless information, since we're talking Notre Dame, Here's how weird my old mind is. They had seven Heisman Trophy winners. Right. Right? And I know you know them. Wow.
1: That's that's unbelievable. Yep, seven.
0: Welcome back, Coach Al. Well, how about this? Leon Hart, the first lineman to ever get it. Real quick list. Angelo Bertelli, Johnny Lujak, Johnny Latner, Paul Hornung, Tim Brown, and and John Hewitt. They're all back in 1930, right? Not not all of them. It was a joke,
1: yeah. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> and, and here's a great fact. Hornung is the only Heisman Trophy winner yeah. to come from a losing team. What's they the last
1: Heisman Trophy year wise? Yes. Tim Brown, which is. What's that?
2: I'd say 88 or 89. All right, yeah.
1: so we're in year 24, so we're talking about 40 years they can't develop a, a really good quarterback. Yeah. Your point was a legacy point. You were making about 40 years. Yeah. I dovetailed to your point with 40 years of quarterbacks in the NFL. B U S T bust your yeah. honor can we move on on that and say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well you, you know kill what kill. Yeah. 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 I
0: think you gotta throw the word I just thought about Bear Bryant Bear yeah. Bryant could recruit yeah. just about anybody he right. wanted That's still true.
1: a quarterback yeah. it's crazy kind of well what is the final four when this thing's all said and done mm. let's go around the table real quick and then we can move on to the birds
2: I would probably go Ohio State Alabama Georgia um, Trying to think of, of who else would be in that Michigan, four. Michigan, right did now. you
1: mention Michigan?
2: Michigan, yeah, that would be the four right there. No particular order either, but those four I could see being
0: well, in there. I was going to add the Alabama, and Michigan, and Oregon, I think.
2: Uh, oh, Oregon's it's, possible it's too. So to you watch. guys
1: got Alabama coming out of the SEC, huh? Yeah. <sighs> okay. It's All pretty right. tough, you In know. That we, championship game you got Batman beating Georgia. Georgia. No,
0: no, I didn't stop and think but uh, Georgia just seems to whether you think Alabama has more quality name yeah. players, yeah. Georgia seems to produce uh and I'll give you a current fact too that I looked this up about a month ago. And the Eagles for 20 years never got anybody out of Alabama or yeah. or Georgia. But what's
1: uh what's the uh Final Four, or you not watching close Yeah, up. I, don't, I don't
3: know. Yeah, Chad's... I think Perry sounds good.
1: Yeah, Chad's going to sit this one out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm aligned with you guys. I think Oregon does get there. Michigan, I think, is the best team in college football. G- Georgia-Alabama's hard to uh, project for one reason. The better coaching at Alabama is taking, is gelling right now compared to when they played that Florida team. Week three, UF, whatever it's called, UCF. What's yeah. the name of that team? UCF. Yeah, yeah, UCF. Central Florida. All right. And they looked absolutely putrid. And you watch them beat LSU Saturday night. And I know LSU can't play Cam and Catholic defensively, but <laughs> Alabama was a totally different club. Yeah. That's coaching. That's player development. That's scheme right. The saving effect. Yeah, who's up in the booth? Who's the offensive coordinator for Alabama, Per? Yeah. Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese from? Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. right? Look yeah. where he's at right now. So uh, we're going to talk. We're going to segue over to uh, to Eagles uh, football. What's your feedback on the Eagles' big win over Dallas? Uh, I have my opinion. I'll go last. I'd like the, the panel to go first.
3: Well, it was a big win. Um, it wasn't the prettiest win, but, you know, a win's a win the NFL. They're not always going to be, be be pretty. Um it, was, it didn't look like we were going to win when Dallas went 70 yards and basically two plays. But we ended up making some big sacks. Uh, we got some pressure on Dak when it mattered, and that gave the defense that comfort where you know, you're looking at a 30-yard pass to end the game. It's just not happening. So a, a, it's a, I'm pretty happy with the win. I just hope Jalen's okay. His yeah. knee looks banged up. But I'm happy. Win is a win, and we're moving on, and we're basically a lock for the first seed in the playoffs. Uh, that's so – who do we play? There's nobody. no competition. It's not Dallas. Uh,
1: more skill or more luck? I know it's both, but if you had to pick one, when you have one inch at the goal line, a step out of bounds, two fumbles they they recover, uh, and there there were some calls that helped Dallas, so no doubt about that. But when you look at those four magnanimous plays, all went the Eagles' way because of some skill. Is it more skill or more luck? If you had to pick one,
3: oh, more more skill. Agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I and I I can elaborate on, yeah, on that. Good, sure. Fumbles are more so a lot of reasons from skill. You're hitting the right. guy hard enough. You're knocking the ball out. Mm-hmm. Um, strips, you look at the strips. Dak, Probably the most pivotal play of the game. That you know, I know we were talking about DAC uh, not getting the two point conversion because Brandon Graham hustling him down. He did hustle. That's down. a pure skill skill and really hard play right there. Great. You know, that's a really play. Great point. Guy going hard. Uh, if you get that two point conversion, it's a three point game. Totally different ball game that entire way. Dallas is uh, games at least going to overtime. Uh, so yeah, i want to say more skill. And the Eagles had some big sacks when it really mattered late, and yeah. we even had a fourth and ten or whatever it was uh, where we stopped Dallas before they got the ball back. The end. end so yeah, I would say more skill.
1: When uh, I going to save a comment because I don't want to influence anybody else's. Uh, per, what do you got on that whole thing? More skill, more luck. Um, I from nice what I, from
2: what I saw last night, I thought a little bit more luck. Um, just my take. Um, yeah. With that, uh, with that tight end falling short, literally within inches, I think the Eagles got bailed on that.
1: Are you a Pittsburgh uh, uh, affection? Are you a Pittsburgh first guy? Big time, big time. Yes, yeah. yeah. so Notre Dame Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, there's a lot of luck yesterday, but I, I was bitter. I would say, why did the Phillies get this luck? Uh, baseball guy first, everybody knows that. No disclosure there. And I'm thinking, when well, watching that, why didn't the Phillies get this luck? I think the Eagles live lucky but make their luck by being unbelievably not just talented, to Chad's point, hustle. They hustle their brains out. And guess what else they are? Super game smart. Football IQ doesn't, when when Hertz gave the ball up, we looked at the replay. And I said to whoever's in the room, watch how athletic he is looking to recover the fumble where a lot of quarterbacks would get hit there and go down. Yeah. Hertz is going down trying to breadbasket the catch, and then it drops out and he's still retrieving it. That's an athlete. That's a strong athlete. That's a presence of mind athlete. So, And then the tackle, the goal line, that's just maybe the best tackle of the year. How do you keep that big lug, who's my size, from going into the end zone with momentum? Because the tackle was perfect. Stops him on the inch line. Remind me of a Notre Dame... Win or loss, going back years where the final play was at USC. USC was at the inch. The Bush push. Uh, there he goes. They leave it there. He's here for a reason. Reggie who? More right. luck. More talent. <laughs> Coach Al. Reggie well, Bush. My, my thought on that is,
0: I think it's the skill part. But I'm taking into consideration some of these guys are making that tackle that are not the most skilled, we'll say, defensive backs, like the back and ship, this and that. But they still hustled enough to make that tackle to keep the guy in a little right. bit. So they, I mean, and I think the one of the biggest things early, they got to – Prescott late they didn't get to him for three three and a half quarters and that's a big part of the Eagles thing by putting pressure in there and you're helping your D-backs like crazy but when you have give him enough time for C D Lamb to run 30-yard patterns all over
1: the place yeah. that's why you're in trouble you watch very attentively I know that uh coach and I've watched games with you and I've said to you how the heck do you know the third string tackle is eighty six and his name is Josh Harris. Just, I made up Richie off edit that. It's no such thing. And you do. So I'm asking you this technical question, which will help me on my opinion. Do the Eagles rotate two fours on the line, three in on top of four? What is the rotation on the defensive line?
0: I don't think it's a real set one because I think Carter should be there more. Okay, but who some, does play? Who does play? Well, Fletcher Cox has been playing a lot more this year than in right. the last year or two. Part and you've the, always got Sweat. Right. And you've got Reddick. Right. So there's your three right there that seem to be in there all the time. And then they're rotating Davis
1: and, and uh, so Carter, Carter. Carter. rotation. And then Williams. Okay. Yeah. And a name I never heard before that, a big player say. So there's at least seven guys. The point I make finally getting there is whenever the heat's on the last two years, what I say, and I said it yesterday, Per was sitting there, watch the defensive line now make a play. They pin their ears back and they come charging, and nobody can block them when the game's on the line. They're different, and they were different when Dallas got down there to the five and the 11 yard line. The defensive line takes over the game. You got to fumble, you got two sacks, you got to hurry. They had. I don't think he had a chance to make a play. Look at the last four plays, and I don't think Prescott has a chance to make a play. All of a sudden, they look like the Bears with the pass rush, and you may say, where is that all game? Well, they kind of, you know, they, they, they moderate, if you will, whatever, but when the game's on the line, you can't block the Eagles linemen. They just control the end of every game. Look at the Super Bowl; they take over the game. They're that good. Does that make sense? Nobody yeah. can block them.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, you know when mean? the when the pressure on, they really roast the occasion. Yeah, they're night, that so. good. Yeah, they're that
1: good. Now they can't. Play. They know, like basketball, they can't play. Their motor can't be set at ten high all game long. You wouldn't be around in the fourth quarter, okay? No. But they are able to uh, modulate that. Uh, so when the game is on the line, they're all coming, and they and they control the outcome. I've seen that, like, every time it's close at the end.
0: I'll give you an example with Brandon Graham. He's always fresh at the end like fresh that, and end. he pays attention. And if that offensive tackle will say maybe 80% of the time is trying to block the defensive end out, he's right. picking that up Pick and coming up. in and making a move, and right. it's inside the tackle, and right. all of a sudden he has a sack. And you don't
1: see... Big, overweight, I was going to say fat. You don't see guys that are athletic. even the big guys, and they're big, the kids from uh, Georgia, or just they're athletic. They can still chase you. They can still swat down a pass. Why do other defensive linemen and all the other teams come in with hands down and you see Hurts make a pass right through their head, and you're saying, why aren't your hands up? Because the Eagles always come in with their hands up, disrupting that kind of play, right? Well, it That's coaching, right? It
0: doesn't seem to be enough where Davis and Carter are there together because you can't, can't double-team them both, but they seem to be rotating there where they're getting by with a double-team on which one of them happens to be in there, and they're not getting the penetration we've seen in a lot of other games, which you have to give credit to Dallas' offensive line. All right. Now
1: give me home field, yes or no, the Eagles end up 14-3, 13-4, and home field all the way through, power. I,
2: I think 14-3 and three in, okay. in home field. I'm with you on that yeah. 100%. All yeah. right? They're just too good.
1: Is there anybody that looks like they could come into Philly and upset them this year?
2: <clears throat> not in the NFC. Not no, in the NFC. No.
1: Agreed. Well, it's a cop-out a little bit, but we're still
0: not straight about Hertz's knee. Yeah, I'm not talking about the injury factor. Let's oh, talk I, the question. Oh, is right now, 14-3. and three. But if With Goddard, you might be losing him for the rest uh, of the no, year?
1: No, let's assume healthy. Okay. And my question is, is there any team that could come in and beat us at, in Philly? Uh, not that I see right because now. That's the no.
0: inconsistency with San Francisco yeah. and, and Of course, and injuries City.
3: change the landscape. Yeah. We know that. I'm the only one that I think could be San Francisco. Yeah.
1: I want to handicap that game if everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy. The Eagles are five-and-a-half-point favorite for San Francisco. And I'm laying it. I'm laying it. Because you know what they are? Sorry, Tommy. They're a fraud. If they're so good defensively, I know they got crippled losing their quarterback. I didn't want to see that. I want to see teams always play at full strength. I've never, ever watched a game, even a Phillies game, and hoped that the opposition's elite players are injured so we get an easy win. That's not You know that's not my pedigree, right? Nope. Never would I ever wish for that. So when San Fran lost their quarterback last year, oh, I was absolutely just crushed. I wanted to see a really good NFC Championship game. Why then did the San Fran great D allow the Eagles to score 38 points? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, where was yeah. that D, bud?
3: Well, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean it didn't show up. Um, but they also right. have great offense. So I mean it could happen. It's. I think the Eagles will be the favorite. I think we all agree. But could an upset happen? It's possible. San yeah. Francisco's not. They have a very good offense. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a one-man wrecking ball. Um, and then Ayuk and, and and Debo and Kittle. They they got a lot of weapons. If they Purdy go. has a they, good they, game, they, they, can, do have they can, weapons, can they can yeah. score at will uh, with a lot of teams. And the Eagles defense didn't look so good yesterday.
1: No, it didn't look great.
3: cornerbacks uh, really struggled.
1: Great.
3: A big you know, big play slay and uh, it, Bradbury, they they had a lot of plays where times CeeDee Lamb looks like he could not I, be covered. I
2: think that did play into my point about Lamb. a little bit of luck yesterday too. Sure. Um, because I think they when the Eagles needed to make plays they nice did. Love. Um but uh, that, that one play with the tight end, though, I just keep thinking about that. If he just moves forward a bit more, like pivots a bit more, he scores, and that could have impacted the game for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Why,
1: why does the why does the Eagles tight end from coaching know in that play to get the ball, catch it, and reach for the goal line and our opposition's tight end, bread baskets and cradles – and says, I'm going to give you the least amount of extra yards, or inches in this case, where we would have done the reach. Better coaching. Why does our quarterback know he's got to stay in bounds? Better coaching. We, we are coached so damn smart. When you see a penalty nowadays, you're shocked to see it. How many illegal procedures? I mean, I know you had a couple, of, but they're so well coached, they play smart, and ultimately that will win games. Not to mention their will to win. Nobody brings it like the Eagles do, will to win, right? Kelsey and the group, they play at, at max level, and they they will to win, man. They do find a way. You know, the saying that uh, elite players make great plays. Look at the end of the Kansas City game yesterday, which I did not watch, so I'll sort of retell it from what I heard. But Tua, apparently, on third and fourth down, didn't make a great play on third down he misses a guy wide open so the radio said and on fourth down you have a the snap whatever yeah band how band. did you know it was coming that way how did you know he wasn't ready yet to make those plays it, it would hurts have made those two plays well third down hurts it's the guy wide open touchdown no doubt about it so there's no comparison in my mind between hurts and Tua. no comparison Hertz is ready to win a Super Bowl right now. If he wasn't last year, he learned from that. And he really works to get better each week. And I think that describes the culture of the Eagles. They're working each week to improve on. They'll be bothered by that defense of that effort yesterday. And they're going to work to make that better. They're that smart. The, Sariana's done a great job.
0: I'll tell you what was smart yesterday with their tush push. Every other week, it's been with 15, 20 seconds on that clock, yeah. and two or three times, and you you see hurts move a little bit. And I think the defense is so worried, up oh, I don't want to jump offside. And then with three seconds to go, boom!
1: They're quick. They're it's all synchronized,
0: so good, and get that and yard. it's not a yard.
1: They're picking up five yards on that every oh, play. Oh so, yeah, Parr, why don't you just run the damn thing that way every play?
2: Beats me. <laughs> you can't yeah. stop it. Yeah,
1: but here's a question about the the tush push. I want to start with that. Uh, was here. Why is your best offensive player, uh, the receiver, uh, help me out here? The name Got AJ it. Brown. Why is Brown. Brown in on that play alongside of Hertz yesterday? He's pushing at Hertz, and he's in the pile, and guys are at his ankles diving. Why would? What's he going to do to help the push? Why would you have your best skilled non-quarterback player in on that? push. This may be
0: way out, but somewhere along the, in
1: this season,
0: there's going to be that play, and all of a sudden, Brown or somebody that's back there is going to pretend he's going to push and sneak out to the side, and if they don't have him covered, he might go down the sideline. I know that sounds way out, but they're going to do one or two different plays oh, off of that situation. See it coming, so it
3: could Jay. be it could be an all-season setup for I one time so. in the playoffs oh, of the you Super guys, Bowl. You guys
1: are making it outstanding. <laughs> Give me some love. That's an outstanding point. I think it's a tad far-fetched, but it's outstanding nevertheless. In other words, we're going to set everybody up to defend the tush-push, notice our personnel group, and I don't know who's on the right side of Hurts. I noticed that it was uh, Brown to the left of him, and I'm thinking, oh man, I don't want him getting a leg injury on this push. Why the hell would he be in there? I could see it on an onside kick, hands team. I cannot see him in there on the tush-push You're saying let the defense continue to gather in because we're going to spin this guy off. Oh man, And Goddard's back there also pushing
2: sometimes. That's very possible. That's very possible that they'll try to do that at some point. Is it possible?
1: Speaking of sports podcasts, just broke news that the NFL is not prepared for it yet. Is it possible? Uh, I think so. Here's a question before we jump off. There are certainly other things notable going on in the sports world to talk about. Uh, and before we get to the Texas Rangers winning the World Series, hats off, congratulations! What what a manager, man! Do I love that guy? Oh, do I love that guy? But let's answer this question. Um, I believe rushing is a very very significant component of of an overall successful team. Yes, there's been teams, throw only teams, that have fared well in postseason. I'm, that's not my argument. But the Eagles have been in their 5,000 total yards each year, like 3,200 and 2,400 rushing. That's balance. You're not seeing the balance anymore. I was a pro, Miles Sanders, 5.0, four-year Hall of Fame level numbers. Only four other guys have ever done that. I was very clear about that. Now, you could cite Exhibit A that he stinks on the team that he's on right now. Is it who is it? The Panthers, Panthers. Panthers, Panthers, yeah. Now I just think that's credit to the Eagles' offensive line. That's my exhibit A. The Eagles' offensive line, he he's here for four years. He averages five o. All of a sudden, you're telling me he's a three point six back. By the way, he averaged six point two yesterday. Uh, here's the question, and I I told you all, Swift, and I love him. He's he's from the prep, but I told you he plays out to be a bust over games played. Look at his career. He plays he starts great. So if you take out his two big magnanimous games of 200 yards and 180 yards, he's averaging 2.6 yards per carry. So the Eagles can now say that for the last four games, I may be off by a bit here, scooch, they're averaging 3.2 yards per carry, which is the lowest four-game average since 1962 In other words, let's decodify the Eagles have no running game right now. Where is Miles Sanders? 5.0, he left town. Our running backs are averaging three. Now, it may not matter in a game where you play Dallas, but in a postseason, San Francisco can much easier scheme the Eagles when they don't have a prolific running game. I had to set the table the long way, uh, ladies and gentlemen of jury. That's who you are. Thanks for listening. But that's the question: when you can't run the football in postseason, you're much easier to scheme. Wiz, tackle that.
3: Yeah, I mean that's all all true. Um, the I you know I agree. DeAndre Swift is more of a result of his offensive line, as was Miles Sanders. Uh, but the offensive line being so good means you can almost continuously. Rotate running backs every couple of years uh, and get away with it. I'm, I'm not overly concerned with the running game because you look at good teams that win the Super Bowl. A lot of them don't have elite running games nowadays. I mean, how often did Brady do it with an elite running back, or Mahomes did it last year with the seventh round draft pick from from uh, you know from Vineland?
1: Did you know that they had more yards rushing? Mahomes had passing in a Super Bowl win that, last year. Did, did you know fine. that?
3: That's fine. No, yes, I didn't know that, you know, but that's not so. But that's not the point. The point is oh. it's not an elite running back doing it. You know, it's not Adrian Peterson back there. It's a seventh-round draft pick or whatever round I'm he saying dra- the what,
1: guy I'm To be clear, guys, I'm saying running game per se. It may be Miles Sanders, but if you're going to be averaging three-point yards per game, they're going to scheme you differently. They're not going to respect the run. They're going to play Hurts differently. There's no doubt about it.
2: Her? Yeah, I mean, I get that for sure. Um, do we miss Sanders? I think you miss Sanders. He's a okay. dynamic running back. Okay, you said a um, no vote
3: on that, right, bud? No, I don't think they've really missed Sanders. <laughs> I thought he
2: was a dynamic running back. I right. thought he fit the Eagles scheme really well. Um, and then and if you do play a San Fran with their front seven, right. if San Fran goes in, you know, watching all that film and they're not seeing the same type of run threat. They're a team you don't want to run into in that type of situation. They because play gonna, a totally different. They're going to scheme you very well with that defense. They're going to scheme you. Yeah. They're
1: not going to respect the run. They're going to play a hurt centric defense, and this is yeah. what we see yeah. in postseason. Why is postseason baseball so unbelievably different than that, than than regular season baseball? Because it magnifies. It goes through the funnel where only the teams that are balanced that can compensate for The teams that are really skilled in many different ways find a way to win. Regular season, that's not the way it is. So the Phillies end up with an 826 OPS and a 2.20 ERA. Do you know, Coach Al, the biggest yield delta ever in postseason between OPS and ERA? We'll talk about that in a second. But my point is how different the postseason plays. To Perry's point, they're easier to scheme if you're San Francisco and Philly. We're not going to respect the run. We're going to go after Hurts.
0: Well, I have a couple thoughts on the reason why. I think that the Eagles rushed the ball so well the first few games that any good coach that they're going to come up against, Belichick, this or that, is going to put more emphasis to try and stop the run. And the second point is, with Hurts with having a bad wheel, he was running a lot more earlier where he does that fake, put it in the halfback's gut, and that now that's not that much of a threat anymore. So I think the defense is pinching in a lot more because they're not worried about Hurts keeping the ball and going around the end. And that's just my thought, that once you establish yourself as a great running team, any good team coming in is going to say, well, you know what? We might have to stop their run before we worry about their pass. So when
1: you say pinch in, and that's probably a valid point, if Sanders is running to the extremities like he did so well, the dance stuff they said, then he cuts – they have to be spread out. They can't be pinched in on Sanders. He'll run around you for 80 yards, right? So he makes you play a spread out, more balanced defense than pinched in, right? Oh yeah, your backers are going to be outside yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. So now you take a break and you come back and you, they call it the gauntlet. I don't see this six game stretch as a gauntlet. I think most of these teams, like Miami, are vastly overrated. We we proved that against Miami. We got Dallas. We got San Fran. We got Buffalo. Uh, who else do we have in that run? Seattle's in there. I think and, you have Kansas and City Dallas, too. Right? And Dallas City. again. And a couple of those games are home where you want them. So I think the toughest game in that gauntlet is KC away. Is that the tough one? Yeah, and I Dallas so. away. And Dallas return trip yeah. away. Both of them. Okay, they're my two losses for fourteen. For fourteen and three, they have a loss to the Jets. Two more. I think they go four and two in that gauntlet, and that's my two losses. I have Dallas as a no-chance win. Dallas is going to circle that as revenge. We were embarrassed. We outplayed you, and you lucked out on us. Wait till you come to our place, all right? If the Eagles win at Dallas, podcast listeners, please text me at 609-828-5569. You're a fraud, Chuck. That's what you say in your text. You are a fraud because I'm telling you in Dallas – we have no chance. That's how big a rematch. Mantra, it will be in Dallas. So what? So you go, <laughs> it's a second loss. Maybe you lose Kansas City. I think they could beat KC and KC, but sh- form-wise, I got to get them to 14-3. and three. They got to lose somewhere. So it's either going to be KC or game you don't expect them to lose. Buffalo's done. Buffalo's pathetic. Yeah. What a bust Buffalo is. Can we stop talking Buffalo? Yeah, they've
2: been very disappointing this year. Dude, they're stiff.
3: Yeah. What what is wrong with them? Buffalo is just a very inconsistent team. You know, they have games where they look like they can't lose, and then all of a sudden they they go out and, and lose a really a game that, that you don't think they should. Um, they can be dominant, though. They really can be.
2: Yeah, it really depends on Josh Allen and if he's rolling that day or not. If he's not rolling, and the offense is out yeah. of sync, forget about it. The
3: teams nowadays, it's. It's so quarterback driven. Uh, if the quarterback doesn't have a great game, all of a sudden the team will look terrible. You know, we saw that with Mahomes last two weeks ago uh, when they lost that Denver. Yeah, they five, five turn, lose at Denver. Five
1: turnovers that he had a stomach virus. Yeah,
3: yeah, and then that's what happens. You know, maybe Josh Allen had a had a tummy ache. You don't know. You know, <laughs> oh, if that's if that's what it comes her, down if to. You now, see Mahomes that play because of a tummy ache. You know, if that's what it comes down to, maybe that's maybe he did have a tummy ache. Yeah. He had gastro
0: problems. Yeah, he, yeah. he had he had. And trapped that's gas. what we're
3: saying. If that's what we're bailing the Chiefs and now because of stomach viruses, oh, it's gonna put, happen. Well, that, that's football though. You only play one day a week, so if you if you don't look good that day because you are sick for a valid reason, it's gonna it's really hard to play and be sick. Uh, it's not like baseball where we're there every day. You can take two three games off and not okay. feel it as much. So let's let's address
1: the question another way. We know that the Eagles in Dallas was absolutely the quintessential marquee, circle the wagons, have your family dinners like we did. This is going to be a fun Sunday afternoon. It was all that and then some. Tell me in the NFC, the next marquee matchup, Coach. Al, go ahead.
0: Nothing's jumping out at me, but you know it's ironic, too. In that stretch Don't the Eagles Play Buffalo also
1: Yeah yeah it's all, now, The gauntlet's Six of them Yeah, yeah so yeah. With all, all
0: this stuff Buffalo might have Their game of the year or They something. may Because <laughs> everybody's going to play up To the Eagles Naturally And is it Is it at Buffalo Yeah And it might be No No, no Eagles
1: no, are home no, Eagles Oh is are it home? Okay. Let's, let's read the gauntlet so, so the listeners Can have fair crack at
3: this No, oh, after the Eagles Buy it's at the Chiefs And then we're home Against the Bills Win uh, At the Sorry home, home against the 49ers Win at the Cowboys lost and that's that's it. Then we're home against the Seahawks. I don't. Oh, sorry, at the Seahawks. I don't know if they're part of that gauntlet. We or not, agree.
1: But. There's two losses in that gauntlet. Anybody yes. different?
3: I think two. Yeah. So
1: what's that? Four, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. How pitiful! How humiliating! How utterly embarrassing! And you can feel the chill of embarrassment. Or the New York Giants franchise. Where are they right now? Start with Coach Al. How bad is it? I'm not going to say New York, because the Jets are, if not formidable, they are represented. How utterly embarrassing is the Giants franchise? Well,
0: first of all, given Daniel Jones all that money two years ago, they got to be embarrassed to death. And now he comes back (laughs) yesterday and gets hurt again. They thought he was the guy.
2: They thought he was the guy. They thought wrong.
0: Listen, New York between the, the Mets and the Yankees and the Jets and the Giants. New, I mean, give, us a,
1: give us a real quick, New York, New, New, York, New York, P-U. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Will you stay with us forever? Forever. You know, constipation, medical appointments, all that can well, here. How about uh, <laughs> 85 and a half, uh, longevity? How about, that mind, <laughs> how about that mind, listeners, for 85 and a half? This man right here to my right. Still, brings it. Okay, yeah. If you're out to dinner with him, you're going to hear about every high school player there is and what he did and where his grandfather went to school and da da da, da. This guy still brings it. We love you. And Coach. let me Great add this:
0: about once a week, I can't find my car keys. Can't find car keys.
1: <laughs> yeah, some people confuse with, Per. What do you think about this dreadful New York Giants football team?
2: I think they're a mess. Um, and I don't. I think they've made repeated mistakes too, starting with. Daniel Jones. I I'd never really understood that pick. Then they in invested further in him and it's not paying dividends. And then they've had their fair share of pretty like high end like pretty high pick selections and they don't seem to really be cashing in on any of them. Draft. Um I just so don't important. Yeah, they're they're their talent, like their scouting, their development, they're not Showing me anything Absolutely. They haven't made any deep runs In they the haven't. meantime, flip
1: that corollary Flip that corollary, your, your thesis is right mm-hmm. And now tell me what Roseman Has done for the Eagles When he raids Houston for Brown When he raids The draft for the Georgia's best defensive Players, and when you watched them in college You said, whatever pro team gets These guys, I forget the names at the moment Yeah. But these guys are going to Turn around defenses instantly They're so good, we don't we don't get one of them; we get two of them, and whatever we need in the defensive back, he gets. How like he's like—he's in collaboration with the rest of the league to make the Eagles better. So all the teams will work with him to make the Eagles be a, a, an un, un- unmatchable team in the NFL. That's what it feels like. Like he—he he, is that good, and then we develop what we get.
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. It's just, well, it's night and day between them and the Giants. It's night and day. As as far as that goes. It's 180. But I think, yeah, with Howie, he's an aggressive guy. Yeah. Um, He's not afraid to go out there and make moves to get players he wants for the team. But the drafting has also been pretty good, too, recently. Yeah. Um, you know He took a lot
1: of criticism for a lot of years. He did, because
2: I remember that was something fans, like, ripped him for for a bit. But at least the the past few classes, I know he's going after Georgia guys. That's been a big headline. Which is smart because right. they're all really right. good players. Yeah. Culture, pedigree, yeah. ready to go lock so, and load. So between some of the recent drafting and then his acquisitions you know, in the market,
1: I think he's doing a really good job. And they're built to win for a while. This is not a one and done with 36 years old average age. I don't think so. This is a yeah. quarterback who's 24? So this guy can win in town for 10 years? He could. Yeah. And so, then just put good talent around him. He'll be that good. Right, he, well, Al a, he's got his hand and up. you mentioned
0: go. about the Giants and so forth. Where we mentioned about the contract with Jones. How about how they screwed up with Barkley?
2: Oh, yeah, that's, that's another big
0: thing. How could
2: you do that? That's another great point. So, how mean, could
0: you do that? They, their fandom, I mean, he's got to be. And you're talking Roseman outside of the Mr. Rager deal and not getting Jefferson. Since then, he's
1: been spot on, spot on everything he does. If you wake up today, uh. And I'm not seeing the morning talk shows carting those guys, how they rip, rip the Giants organization. Today must be great TV. You wake up today a Giants fan. And by the way, the gentleman, I got to watch how I use names here. I I, I, I do. I make mistakes here. I'll, I'll sanitize this. The lovely gentleman who, who produces this show. So, sorry, sorry, big guy. I, I have to do this. Is a rabbit. Giants fan to the point where I ask myself what does he see how can he be but that's loyalty yeah that's oh, loyalty I'll say. Man. Hey. this guy this cat's going to hang in there good bad the ugly and my man you are getting the ugly now don't walk away from me as a producer because I love you to death but I got to tell you my man I haven't used your name here well I think at first ain't fine you're stuck with this team and they're they're not coming out of this funk with that quarterback, that coach and, and a dis disinterested Barkley, the point. He's gonna get hurt. Something's gonna to happen to him. You're not gonna win with a star running back. And home. You're gonna wind up after drafting him so high, getting right no, nothing. Nothing. Poor. So they're sunk. Five year, ten year deal, right? They have to go back to scratch with a new QB. Oh man, what's your reaction to that, Wiz?
3: Yeah, they probably do. And by the time they get good again, you know, Barkley will probably be retiring. So right. It's tough. Um, if, uh, yeah, it's not in a good spot because Daniel Jones is not the answer. No. There. Um, they are. Uh, they put a lot of money into that guy, and he's just he's not going to give them the return. So they're going to obviously uh, go down with the ship on that one. Um, maybe for another season or two, before they realize probably he's not the guy. Right. And then at that point, you're just trying to restart, and it's hard.
1: Alternatively, uh, Wiz, we'll stay on it. You see, Dallas is. Good enough now to compete for the next five years. I don't know how old uh, the QB is. Thirty two? Is he older than that, Prescott? About no, that? no, no, I think that. Okay, yeah. And they have uh, the guy Lamb looks sensational. CD Lamb is a great receiver. He's not thirty two. He's, no, he's he's a young guy. Now. All right. And as we know, they rotate running backs and say that's not going to stop us. They don't have a great running back right now, but they all are missing. An all-pro quarterback that got a hurt in practice. Does anybody remember his name? Diggs.
2: Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. yeah man, <laughs> the, you, the,
1: the other Jenny's Diggs. Too. How much heat do we have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome that, to the podcast. That was
2: a that was a painful loss for them.
1: All right. Welcome to our new color analyst. Yeah. <laughs> My man, the Dean's in the house. Comes up with the name when you need it. Diggs. Dig the Diggs. But he was missing yesterday. With him, do they maybe win the game? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. And a couple unlucky plays, lucky go their way. They win that game. But they do make plays when they got through that, that Well, franchise.
0: Brown wasn't wide open a whole lot no, yesterday. They,
1: they, that was their focus to shut him down. Who wouldn't double-team In fact, ends?
0: Hertz threw very few incomplete passes, and yeah. one of them was,
1: was in the triple coverage with yeah, Brown in did. the end zone. And do you hear Brown's post-game comment? <laughs> he goes, yeah, they double-teamed me a couple times. Who the hell can play that, that man one-on-one? But apparently, well, the Eagles also lost people in the backfield. And one guy had a horrible game. What's his name back there? Ricks. And the other guy. Blankenship. 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 Apparently, my text. Yeah, I saw him text. Yeah, blowing up with how bad he was. who
0: was it that on your text said, I could tackle
1: her? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then I had the guy that texted me right after the Clemson game. I got to tell this story. He and I go at it, and I have been calling Clemson a fraud, but I used Clemson in, my, in our room betting on Saturday. I, I took Clemson right after the last snap. I get a long text from Mikey J that, see, I told you so. Clemson would beat Notre Dame. I said, what are you doing? Send this to me after the game's over. What the hell? you got to send this before the game. If you want to be on this show. Not only
0: that, you want to be a very rich better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny come
1: lightly. Tells me about how we knew it was going to turn out. A little bit of baseball in the remaining minutes we've got. No, it wasn't the Phillies that won the World Series, the Texas Rangers. We hit better, we pitched better. Boy, did we pitch 2.20, but we didn't make it to the World Series. Wiz, how come?
3: I think because of bad decisions. We brought in the wrong guys to pitch, um, and then our star players fell apart. I know we said we didn't like the word choke, uh, but there's, I don't know what other term to use Ooh, when ouch. our best players go one for 20 uh, the past two games. Um, they fell apart. The Everything fell apart. So, it's it. I mean, for my my eyes, it all started with game three, bringing in Kirkring instead of Alvarado. Move that made no sense. You lose game three. All of a sudden, it's an any one series, 2 1. Down 3 0, there's no chance. You know, the Oakland A's aren't losing down 3 uh, 0, unless Perry takes them. Yeah. A <laughs> little, little dig you know, on the end. I, I think just it was bad decisions by Topper, you know, for having a good postseason. I think he had a horrific CS. And, um, Obviously, the star players don't want to use the term choke, call whatever you want. Oh, one for 20 is one for 20, and that's not choking. I don't, I don't I don't, know what is. Are you going to denounce choke,
1: or are you going to let it
3: in? Per?
2: I think that's fair. Ooh, wow. I think it's Man. fair. <laughs> Chad, what else could I mean, I mean, I mean? I mean, Chad has a really good point, because when it really mattered, there just wasn't the production there. But right. then, I mean, the, to Chad's other point, too, because there's two parts to this, some of the in-game decisions were really brutal. Right. Um, some of our, our decisions with the pitching – really came back to bite us, I think.
1: How does Kirkering Power get put into the big stage ahead of Walker? Not only did he win 14, 15 games, he's a seasoned MLB pitcher who's ideally qualified maybe to get a couple outs, okay? A veteran pitcher who's played on a big theater, big stage. Instead, we bring Kirkering in, had to be petrified, okay? And we ask him in that spot, to pitch at peak performance level is that fair to him i don 't think so i didn 't think so either man mm-hmm. so uh, and I you know the reason fans you may be thinking why wouldn't we what they 'll tell you management and Bowen Bo was on the show last week if you listen if you didn 't listen to the last show with Boa, please do if you didn 't listen to the show before that with angelo kodolby uh, two really really the feedback has been you know off off the grid. Boas says you got to keep Walker and the other long uh, pitcher, Chad Lorenzo, is it? You Lorenzen, got, yeah. you got to keep those guys available for long if the game gets tied up in the ninth and plays to 18 innings. What you can't say to the other team is, you win, we're out of pitchers. So you have to have a safety net, and apparently all teams do Would you like to join the podcast? Give you a headset? No. Okay, thank you. Uh, just a little live interaction. here. don't have to cut that, Richie. It's all human. It's all live. It's all no. Uh, no nobody nobody in the diner wants to put the headset on. We've X 150 people. <laughs> no luck. Anyway, we, we play right on through that. But uh, I just thought it was unfair to Walker. I thought it was unfair to a name that no one yet has addressed <laughs> in the postseason of 9-1 Coach Al. No one has mentioned why no Sosa.
0: Go ahead, Coach. I have no no idea why. And my thoughts as far as, you know, I don't want to use the word choke. I think mismanagement or afraid to change your lineup and saying, well, I've gone with it and got this far. Now, as far as Walker, my theory is, and there's, there's a guy that probably 5% of people around don't know that he won 15 games. He stayed on that 15 for a long while. He was by far their most winner. But he has a habit, if you can look it up, in the first inning or so, giving up runs with a couple walks. So you're not gonna bring a guy like that in the seventh or eighth That's inning. A fabulous point. And, and take a chance on him being wild before he settled down in other games and threw two through five very well, right. but always had problems in the first. Right. And I think the skipper, you got to, you coached a lot, I coached a lot, whatever. When you're down to the nitty gritty, Alex Bohm, you could see he had fallen off a lot. You can't have him there. You need someone to protect yeah, Harper. We beat this with ha- Boa. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how obvious was that when Harper, with all the balls he got yep. and, f- and the few strikes he yep. saw? Yep. And yep. you can't
1: have
4: that.
0: 96 balls Guess and 22 strikes. I'd rather have left left there instead of yeah. that left right and, and it, put Schwarber fourth right. and try somebody right. else up front in the lineup.
1: We we showed Boa, we articulated to Boa, that. Of the 13 playoff games and Schwarber's five home runs, only one marginally had an impact on the game. The 5-3 win, but it was a solo home run. If you take one down, it's a 4-3 win, but I allowed it in. So I'm going to say that was impactful to a win, 5-3, a, a solo home run, if you had taken those five home runs and put it in the in back of Turner and Harper's on base, which is like 68 times. Do you think he ends up with six RBIs like he That's did? I was going to say. I was waiting for you to say that. The RBIs tell you right there. There is no pushback to way better run production if Schwarber protects Turner Harper. There is zero mathematical analytics pushback to that comment, and it's magnanimously different. It's not close. So if I did have dinner, which he which mentioned he was going to try— with Topper, Bo said, would you give him a lineup? My respectful answer was, only if he asked. If you wanted my input, I would gladly. But I would then support the lineup, not just with analytics, with common sense, with baseball logic, how the other team feels about it. I got to tell you something. Turner gets on. He's 40 for 40, stealing bases. He goes. He's on second. Harper's up. Do you, are you already in the jam? How are you going to pitch Harper now? Are you going to give him 94 balls before you give him two strikes? What are you going to do with Harper now? Turner's on second, okay? you got a problem. So you walk Harper to pitch around him. Now you got second, first and second, nobody out, Schwerber up. What are you doing now, coach? You have to throw Schwerber some strikes? You ain't going to walk the bases loaded, are you? You're going to walk the bases loaded? No chance. Chad, you're going to walk the bases loaded? Well, we just proved it makes sense. There's no pushback to that scenario just established. N-O-N-E, none. So if I'm having dinner with Boa, and we will, and I'm having dinner with uh, Topper, that's the table I set. And you guys all agreed there's zero pushback to that, right?
0: Well, the other thing is, too, like the one game where Turner's trying to put down a bunt with the man on second. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden he doesn't get it down, and then Harper hits a long fly ball. And and you gotta manufacture runs. You know that. You gotta make situations happen. Get the bunt down. It could be thrown away and this or that. The worst it's gonna be the man on third and one out. Now you change a whole different thing to maybe the way they play Harper. Get the lineup right, coach.
1: All right, so what we're gonna do here, we we touched on baseball, we went pretty extensively with the Eagles at Notre Dame. We're gonna have to rant or rave. We're going to let uh, the whiz kid bat off. He's familiar with that position. Rant or rave? We'll keep it to a minute. Go.
3: I will uh, rave on the Eagles, the NFC leaders, Super Bowl favorites, uh, and uh, a, good, a good win yesterday against the very, very strong Dallas team. A uh, little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, a little bit of everything, but a win's a win, and uh, Eagles are in a great position now to enjoy the bye week, take some time off, get healthy, and come back strong for the next four tough games.
1: Five tough games, right? On um, on I six. don't know if
3: Seattle is the toughest. Okay, you're right. So, Five. At least All right. four.
1: All right. Very, four. Nicely four. Very nicely articulated. Per.
2: I'm going to rant about Notre Dame. Big shock. Um, after losing that game to Clemson, I just – drop, you drop to, to – I mean, in a best case, if they went out, they, they go to 9-3, and three, which I think they will. But now you, you can't even go to a New Year's Bowl game. You're gonna go to like the cupcake bowl, the cupcake and bowl. it's just it's <laughs> two more it's losses. Just...
0: They might go to the toilet bowl. Exactly
1: the Belmont Center yeah. bowl here. It's, it's just gonna be played in the parking lot.
2: You know, with with all the hype and all the oh, energy, God, I'm feeling it. You know, it, it's one thing with the Ohio State loss, but then right. you, you you lose to Louisville and to Clemson. Right, just, just wrap it up. It's just it's
1: that's my rant. It's just terrible. You you are you are disgusted at this matter. Yeah, we're at an hour. Uh, yeah. Cut. Sorry, Richie. You're disgusted at this point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I feel your pain, and that is a very good rant. By the way, at the right time, right place, that's exactly what you needed to bring mm-hmm. the Notre Dame rant. You're fed up.
2: Yeah, I'm but, not happy at but all. But my
1: exit question to that, my a question to that, will you be back on board next year as a loyal fan, pushing
2: a hundred percent, hundred percent? right, I I'm sick I'll like that. Be with so, you, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: Coach. I got a quick rave. We're talking about time-wise here. Yesterday, I went, to, I went to Del Bono's and got a sandwich. I go up to pay for it. There's a little guy about five foot six, maybe 20 years old, with an Audubon High School hat on and a Micah Parsons jersey. I said, I'm not giving any money to anybody with a Micah Parsons jersey. You know what he said? Well, well then wait. And I said, this lady here, she'll take care of me.
4: <laughs> Who do we
1: have with us this beautiful morning? Uh, first name?
4: My name is Joe.
1: You watch the game yesterday? Oh, uh, of course. Let's hear it. Go ahead, open up. Open Mike. What what are your feelings? What do you love? What didn't you love? Well, more luck, more skill?
4: Uh, both. You know, it's an look, it's a division game. It's definitely a division game. You're going to have games like that where it comes down to almost luck. Right. And I thought for the most part the Eagles were the better team. You know, I know everybody's clamoring and crying about the that uh, the Cowboys gave the game to the Eagles. I don't believe in that. Right. Eagles did a great job. Great you know, job. Look, Dallas didn't have it to finish the game. Right. So I think the better team won at the end of the day. I think
1: it's a very fair review. Great players make great plays.
4: That's correct. You
1: knew the Eagles were going to close that out somehow, even at the five-yard line. Now, of course, at that point, you're like, yeah. But they don't they find a way that defensive line you we were saying earlier to make
4: plays when the heat's on? Good teams make, make plays. plays at the end, make and plays. you know throughout NFL division games end like that most right. of the time. They're right. hurt, they're tough, they're tough nail games. biters. Comes down to the end. You knew it was not going to be a, a blowout anyway. Right, right. right. You know, I, I, so I thought in the end, the better team won. Yeah, it was a great game. No I think doubt about I think it's that. a really good win for the Eagles Absolutely overall.
1: Great win. Uh, so even though they got lucky by a marginal at the goal line, the guy stepping out. It was the hustle and play of the defense that set up the luck people want to talk about. So it's skill makes some luck, right? That's the combo.
4: Like you said earlier, great players make great, great plays. Make great and they shut them down. They, and, they beat them.
1: And we noticed Miami didn't make plays at the end of their game. Right? They didn't. right?
4: They they, they couldn't, right. Miami, right. look, Miami's Miami. Miami, right. yeah, they're, they're okay. They're okay. That's what we just uh, said. It's like you heard the podcast. That's what we right. said. They're okay. They're, they're okay. okay. They're not the Eagles. Their Eagles guy's their not going to make
1: a play. Our guy can make a play.
4: That's correct. That's, That's correct. correct. And I'll, Dallas is very good. I mean, you got to give it to them. They're a good team.
1: Okay. So if you could only watch one team for the next 10 years, is it baseball or football?
4: Probably for the next 10 years baseball. Oh,
1: man, my man, my man, <laughs>
4: my man. You
1: could have my car out in the parking lot for white Lexus. <laughs> oh, I'll and take pick it. up the keys <laughs> for my wife on the way Thanks for it. coming on, my man. Hey, great time, to have you. You have time. a great, great
3: radio voice, too. You do that have a good great. radio voice. Did,
0: did
1: you, you? He was the Phillies announcer <laughs> Phil for 35 years. I got a
0: great radio face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> for stopping on, sure, my guys, man. Sure, guys, thanks. All right, good
1: luck, man. Enjoy the football Have a good one. Bye. That was funny. Baseball for the next eight years. Coach, you ran to Rayward? Oh, that was it, my dude. That double. was it? Yeah. Okay. We're going to close it out because we're running. And uh, thanks again, my man. That was great. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, – I want to probably uh, – great win by the Eagles. I want to thank the Phillies for an exciting year. I don't know how you're going to beat the Braves for the third time next year. That's going to be a tall, tall, tough, high mountain. You're beating the Braves for the third time to win a world championship. Boy, once, twice – Third time, wow. But what a great year it was. 17 games two years ago, 13 this year, 30 games that I enjoyed every damn inning of. So, uh, yeah, I was delighted. But, yeah, we'd like to have won it. So we've got our hopes up for next year. But how do they find us and how do they subscribe? Nobody knows how to subscribe. <laughs> Nobody knows how to subscribe. Please go slow. Please articulate. How the hell do you this, uh, subscribe to this show?
3: Well, um, you can find us at speakingofsportspod.com, anywhere you get your podcast, speaking of sports. If you're listening, you got us. We have more information is on speakingofsportspod.com. Um, in terms of subscription, since I'll, I'll direct this to the Apple users, since I know from the data about 90% of you listening right now are on the are doing Apple Podcasts, uh, you go right into your settings of your Apple Podcast, and there's a box that says, turn on notifications. You want to turn that on. So it's highlighted green for the show. Um, and, and that, that's the bait. That's the first part from the Apple podcast app. And you know, it'll, you, if you open up the uh, podcast app and click on speaking of sports, there also should be a plus in the top right-hand corner. That's how you add the show, to your library. Um, again, if you're listening here, you've probably done a lot of that part. I think the part that people get stuck on is you have to also then open up your settings app, which is outside the podcast. And you have to go down to settings and then notifications and then click on podcast and make sure they're on there as well. And then last but not least, from the settings app, you have to scroll down to the podcast app and make sure notifications are on. I think there might be a glitch with Apple because it shouldn't be three spots. It's not Apple's kind of mantra to make things difficult. But I've noticed even with all those three things on, I don't even always get notified and I know exactly when that show is coming out. Okay. So it's a little bit of a hit or miss. That bit. is, unfortunately, the best way we have, though, at this time with what we got going on with Apple that I'm aware of. All
1: right, so that explains why we have a 1,000 fans and we have 200 loyal ones that say, I'm subscribed. The other 800 saying, I try to subscribe, man. What are you talking about? I do listen, and we're not getting any credit for it. That's not the big issue or a tally. We want you as a, a subscribed listener and chartered member type thing and if you could do everything that Chad just told you to go through, you could also build a rocket and ship it to Mars. You want to get a hold of me? 609-828-5569. Uh, the Wiz, uh, my son-in-law, Perry. Perry, thanks for coming on with us today. You had great content. Great. Uh, Coach Al, having you back. Fantastic. Quality makes the show better. And thank you all for listening. Go Eagles. They uh, deserve the week off. And this uh, is G. Thank you for your up, and uh, that's over and out. we done. We're out. Yeah, that's a wrap, baby. Have a good week. God bless America.
2: Bye. Bye.